Yo, yo, what up, everybody? Welcome in, Fantasy Foes, the exec, Adam Ronis. You already know, Cloud 10 Podcast Network. Plenty of NFL talk. Ronis, what up with you, my man? Nah, man, we're here in the middle of the season for the NFL, actually more than halfway through the fantasy season. It's hard to believe in most leagues there's only six weeks left, man, in the regular season. Yep, it, it comes and it goes very quickly, Pause. you know what I'm saying? So uh, hopefully we can... That's what she said. Yeah, I know, I know. (laughs) (laughs) Hopefully we can uh, help some people get some W's. We was uh, talking, uh, what you doing? I know you mentioned some NBA that you were successful with. We're recording on Tuesday, November 1st, that day after Halloween, and I'm trying to think. Yeah, Wednesday, I'm sorry. Relax, (laughs) Ronis, Jesus Christ. Um. It was a short slate. Oh yeah, the Knicks. That was easy. But I didn't. I didn't. I didn't. And I took the points with the Suns. I mean, uh, with, with Webinyama and them. That was it. Yeah, Webinyama has been interesting. You know, he's shown flashes of being really good, but you could also see he's still learning. Yeah. Uh, he hasn't been setting screens well. Turnovers, man. I didn't play it, but his turnovers were three and a half at plus money, and he went over again. So I think that's something you could look at. If the books are going to keep it at three and a half. He's just been turning the ball over a lot. So I think that's something to look at. Obviously, his points, as you mentioned, he went over. He's getting better there. I actually had the one-and-a-half blocks over his first game. He had a block in the first 40 seconds, and then he didn't have one the rest of the game. That was the game he was in foul trouble. So, you know, he is someone interesting to look at. Uh, Again, turnovers, I think. That was a crazy win by the Spurs. Like, I have no idea how they came back and won that game. I actually shut it off, and then I came back to it. And I was like, oh, okay, this is getting close. Um, No, I know the Sun. Yeah, go ahead. The Suns are, are, you know, no Bradley Beal, no Devin Booker right now. So really, nothing to worry about with them. They'll be fine. Yeah, I think the I think the postseason is when you'll tell the story on them. I think they're missing that culture that on that Monty Williams set. I don't think that that's going to be the case uh, going down the stretch this year. But we got plenty of time before we get there. Um, So yeah, yeah, I woke up to see that the uh, Spurs had won that game, and also woke up to see that uh, Josh McDaniels is no longer employed by the Las Vegas Raiders. Josh McDaniels gets the heave-ho. If you were wagering on which coach get fired first, if you had Josh McDaniel ticket, that cash is thrown us, you know what I'm saying? But 9-16 over two, over a season and a half, and it just got real ugly early out there for, um, for Josh McDaniels in that group. Yeah, I mean, it was just embarrassing on Monday. I don't know how that game stayed so close. Detroit was moving the ball up and down the field, just stalled in the red zone, settled for field goals, the pick six by Goff. But, yeah, Devontae Adams, one catch for 11 yards. I mean, he was wide open twice. Garoppolo couldn't get the ball to him. The wide receivers had no catches in the first half. Yeah, it's just a disaster, and we kind of knew it was coming. Somehow they started, I think, three and three, right? They had three wins, and... People started looking, oh, my God, this team could – no, uh, this is a bad team. So they've already said they're going to go with O'Connell at quarterback this week. Jimmy G's being benched. Uh, people might look at that and go, oh, it's bad for the offense. We don't know. We saw in one game he did target It's Adams not like Jimmy. Jacobs it's not like Jimmy yeah. G was getting it done. You know exactly. what I'm saying? Yeah, and they play the Giants this week, who have improved. You know, they've been getting better on defense. Um, I think usually, too, when you see a coaching change, the team usually does well. Yeah. So something to keep in mind. But O'Connell, again, he did focus on getting the ball to Adams and Jacobs. I think Jacobs had eight receptions in that game where O'Connell got the start. So you just hope uh, if you have Adams that, you know, the ball starts going to him more often. 
Yeah, no, I got a team. You know, listen, I got my teams have been disastrous this year outside of the GST, which that one starting to gain a little speed. But obviously, you know what I'm saying. Uh, you know, Devontae Adams owners has got to be uh, a little bit upset. And then Josh Jacobs not having the production he had last year. Myers has been a pleasant surprise so far this season. The thing with Jimmy G, Ron, is like Derek Carr couldn't learn the offense. So when you hire Josh McDaniels, you know you're going with that offense, that Patriot scheme, whatever, which is a tough scheme to learn. Jared, uh, Derek Carr couldn't get it. They got rid of Derek Carr. They brought in somebody who knows it and Jimmy Garoppolo. The problem is, Ron, is Jimmy Garoppolo is, 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 is done, son. He has been beat to death, yo. Oh, yeah. He plays, he plays scared. He definitely does. I mean, that was just a horrible performance. One of the we've seen some awful quarterback play this year. That was one of the worst performances we've seen this year. Yeah, nah. You, you, you're looking at a player who's punched out. You know what I'm saying? Like you know how that boxer get in that ring that last time, son. You know what I'm saying? And get the crap beat out of him. That's what Jimmy G looked like right now. Like he like like this is this is coming towards the end for him, yo. Definitely, it, it looked it was awful. I mean, that was a really tough game to watch. No doubt about that one. So Raiders go ahead and make that move first. They're the first team to uh, to get their head coach. I mean, well, to change their head coach. Now they start to really start to push towards the offseason. You know what I'm saying, Ronis? When I look back at last week, though, it wasn't nothing really spectacular that I could think of off the top of my head that stepped out. Oh, your man Will Levis stepped in and got and got the job done. Um, You know what I'm saying for the Tennessee Titans? Yeah, that was certainly surprising and impressive. Made some nice deep throws down the field. It certainly unlocked DeAndre Hopkins, who I'm sure was on the bench for many people. And you could understand why. I mean, they had said they were going to split with Levis and Malik Willis, who was in there early, lost a fumble, and they made the wise decision to go to Levis. So this week, he has a short week. He'll play Thursday night against Pittsburgh. And I know Pittsburgh has been giving up production to wide receivers, but overall still not a great spot. So... I added him in a super flex league uh, because I have Trevor Lawrence on by and I don't have a third quarterback, so I spent for him, uh, hoping that he can just be solid. I'll take 250 and two touchdowns at this point this week. So people might go crazy for him. I don't think you want to look at him in a one quarterback league, although this is kind of a tough week for quarterbacks because, you know, you have the bye weeks, Trevor Lawrence, Brock Purdy, Russell Wilson, and who is the other one? There was one more. I forgot who the other team is on by. Hold on. But, yeah, when you look at the quarterbacks this week, and plus the injuries, too, because remember, uh, Matthew Stafford dealing with a thumb issue. Golf a lot and, of golf and Wilson on by this week, too. Yeah. That's, so, you're looking at – he's probably more – he's a mid-QB, too. And then we also heard that Taylor Heineke is going to start for Desmond Ritter this week for Atlanta. But, man, I mean, you look at some of these quarterbacks this week, and you're like – I mean, it's the backups, uh, and that's the thing right now. In the fantasy. backups very, to the backups. Yeah, there's very few reliable quarterbacks. I mean, you're probably looking at Derek Carr as a QB one this week. Why? Why are they bitching Desmond Ritter? He sucked. He keeps turning over in the Renzo. In that first half, he had five <sighs> sacks. Um, it's not. not going to do much better, son. Uh, I don't, dude. Arthur I guess Smith they had to do something. Yeah, Arthur Smith doesn't know what he's doing. We can agree on that. I mean, he was criticizing people for asking why there, were, there should be a quarterback change, and then he makes it. <laughs> and then did you? And then you know they had a play in that game where they had Jonu Smith throw into the end zone to Michael Pruitt. Like, dude, what is this? A revenge game? Because yeah. it was Tennessee. Like, just 
It's just being so stupid. Bijan Robinson, okay, he scored a touchdown, cool. No receptions. Yeah. Like, just get the ball in the hands of your best players. It's not like we're asking you to do something stupid. Like, he bashes fantasy players. Fantasy players have more knowledge than him. Yeah, for I mean, real, son, they do. Dude, it's simple. We're not, it's not like we're asking for something outlandish. We're saying, hey. Play the people that's good. Play the guys you drafted in the first fucking round. Yeah, son. Jeez, is it that hard? Why'd you draft them for? Yeah, nah. It, it's uh, definitely uh, not a good look, you know what I'm saying, for Arthur Smith when he decides that instead of worrying about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the teams in his division, he's more worried about fantasy owners and what they got going on, you know what I'm saying? So, shout out to Arthur Smith. Uh, we'll see how long that you last. Hey, uh, commanders made some trades. They traded two defensive linemen, Montez Sweat and Chase Young, right? And it, it's they, their fans were upset. Well, what, well, well, why the defensive line is our strength? You're gonna dead last in defense and everything, son. It, you know, oh well, well, we can make a wild call. No, trade these people, son. You're yeah. never gonna be good. Chase Young, you're never gonna win anything with Chase Young. You can make it to the wild card game, and then what next year be like how the Giants are this year? I don't see. Like, listen, this is the right thing for the commanders to do, Ron. It's, it's time to clean house. Yeah, no question about it. It's just not a good team. I know they've been able to stay competitive against Philly twice, but it's just a bad team. So it makes sense. More teams need to do it. you got to realize where you are. I know the NFC is kind of open, but realistically, what are you guys going to do if you somehow get that final playoff spot? Yeah, you go, go, to, go to Minnesota. and Well, not Minnesota. Uh, the two-seed in the NFC right now is probably – uh, it's Detroit. Yeah, go to Detroit and lose. But then again, you could go to Detroit when that Washington's not beating Detroit. But you get nah, what I'm saying. So. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? But, um, oh, uh, and then Josh Dobbs. <laughs> Josh, Josh Dobbs son, to go play. Like, he going to play for a team one week and then play against that team the next week. It's crazy. I mean, this is his third team in two months. Two months. And, I mean, he came in pretty quick with Arizona and played well early on, then kind of tailed off a little bit. But Minnesota had to do something here. I mean, it sucks for them. Kirk Cousins was playing really well. That team turned it around. They were 4-4. Four and four. It's just tough, man. And you hope that Dobbs can just be reliable for fantasy in terms of getting the ball to T.J. Hawkinson, Jordan Addison, and Justin Jefferson should he come back. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, Minnesota – when you look at the NFC, still has a shot. They just need him to be able to move the offense. So it could have been a lot worse. Uh, I don't know why some... the I don't know why the Saints are just holding Jameis Winston like that. Like I think Jameis wanted to go to Minnesota. I think Minnesota was interested, but I think the price was too high. That's probably why. Yeah, I don't know why either. They've been reluctant to play him too. Yeah, they don't you know, play like him. Carr was banged yeah. up that one week. You should have just sat him. To his credit, excuse me, he likes being there. You know what I'm saying? He's accepted his role. He likes being there. He had chances in the offseason, you know what I mean? But from what I was hearing, he was excited about the opportunity to possibly go to Minnesota, and now he's got to sit back here and, and continue to I, I, to wait his turn. I don't know. I don't know. It's interesting how, how this has played out with Jameis in New Orleans. Yeah, it really has. Because I think, look, we know Winston turns the ball over a lot. But he's better than Man, a lot he's, of people. At least he's trying. Right you know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? But when you look, turn the page to Thursday night and get it started with this week, Will Levis goes back at it again. You mentioned, Ronis, short week for Levis. D Hop did blow up last week. Titans didn't trade Derrick Henry. 
And then the Steelers all basically look like the Steelers last week. You know, they'll figure out a way to win some games, and then some games you see how god-awful that offense is. Kenny Pickett a little bit banged up in this, but it seems like he's getting banged up every week. But Deontay Johnson complaining about the refs. George Pickett's not getting no numbers. Ah, the Steelers' offense is blah. It's terrible, man. They have been outgained in every game this year, man. Every game. It's crazy. And like we've talked about, they just kind of find a way to stay in these games, get a break here or there. The Titans, though, their weakness is against the pass. So yes. this is a game that you would hope Kenny Pickett can play well. We know he's not 100%. Um, so I think, you know, Pickens, you, you pretty much have to play. I think he's a wide receiver two this week. Deontay Johnson probably a little behind him. But I think you play those guys. The run game is brutal, man. Like, I don't know how you play Najee Harris right now. I understand yeah. running back is brutal. I don't have Najee Harris anywhere, so I can't give a comparison. But I rank him around 30 every week at running back. Jalen Warren's still in the picture. He's catching passes. I mean, I do have a team that's so bad at running back. I started Jalen Warren last week, but, you know, that's how it goes in some of those leagues with 20 rounds. You know that. I think it's an FFWC league where I'm doing that. But, like, I've had Najee to start Harris him this year, too, Ronan. Who, Najee? Nah, Warren. Oh, Jalen Warren? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, in PPR, you know, it's not you're, you're, you're kind of happy if he gets 10. It's not ideal, but, yeah, you get, yeah. Saying you take what you can get sometimes. But Najee Harris is just – just he looks brutal. like Ezekiel Elliott, son. You know what I'm saying? He's nowhere near close to Ezekiel Elliott's age. So, you know what I'm saying? I think he may have seen too many carries already. So, uh, and he was never a big explosive player. He no, was he was dependent on volume. He was a volume back anyway, you know what I'm saying? In that year when he had that real good fantasy year and vaulted into the first round, that's that last year at Ben Roethlisberger when Roethlisberger couldn't do nothing but check the ball down to him. You know what I'm saying? So, that kind of uh, boosted his numbers as well. But he is definitely a volume dependent back. Um, Commanders and Patriots set it off. Uh, when a part of it, well, the, the this week starts in Frankfurt, uh, Germany, where um, you know, I don't know if you know anything about Frank's runners, <laughs> but <laughs> I heard you do. No, nah, not me. Scott Engel uh, does okay. <laughs> <laughs> for breakfast at that. <laughs> that is true. Frank Stanfield can attest to that. Frank, getting them uh, hot dogs. Frank Stanfield, but we used to buy uh, Engel. As soon as the carts would get out in front of the building, Stanford would have to go downstairs and buy Engel a breakfast, a breakfast uh, link, <laughs> a breakfast <laughs> hot dogs and soda for breakfast. Yeah, a breakfast meat. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, but nah, this week starts with Dolphins and Chiefs. Chiefs coming off that loss last week. Travis Kelsey and the crew head out to Frankfurt, Germany, to take on Tyreek Hill, two and them. Uh, Kansas City's a point and a half favorite. I don't bet international series games. Uh, Ronis, but it is what it is. I think you kind of just line up all your fantasy dudes that's out there, and then you see how it, fall, how it plays out. Yeah, look, I'm looking forward to this game. It kind of sucks that we don't see it here early Sunday morning, but Miami has had two tests so far, and they've not performed well against Buffalo know. and Philly. So they get another shot here. Look, their defense hasn't been great, uh, I think, the Chiefs have better special teams. I think their defense is better. We're seeing Kansas City coming off one of the worst performances we've seen from Mahomes ever. Yeah. Um, the offensive line wasn't good. Mahomes wasn't good. I got to throw it out the window. It's a divisional game against Denver. For the, It was the second time in three weeks they played each other. Denver has played better. Patrick Mahomes was dealing with the flu. I don't know if that was a factor or not, but at least they added him to the injury report late. Uh Thank you, Arthur Smith, for yeah. allowing mm -hmm. teams to add Mahomes. 
Michael Thomas and Amon Ross St. Brown to the injury report late. Fortunately, all of them played and were pretty solid outside of Mahomes. But yeah, this is uh, this is going to be a fun game. I think you. I'm not going to bet it either. I'd probably lean towards Kansas City. Um, I expect them to bounce back. But look, those receivers suck. I know they won a Super Bowl last year, and my guess is they just said, you know what? Hey, we won a Super Bowl. Yes. We can do it again, and we drafted Rasheed Rice. We'll be fine. And Rice has actually been the best receiver, he yet has. they only play him like 50 to 60% of the snaps. They need to have him on the field more. I've played his receiving prop over the last two weeks, and it cashed, but I want to see how much it rises, and it starts to get risky because he's not on the field enough. They need to get the ball in his hands more. Sky Moore has been a colossal disaster. Yes. Dropped a touchdown. He's on the field a lot. He just doesn't get open. And um, I thought I drafted him in more leagues. Maybe it's best ball. I do have him in the GST, and I I'm probably going to drop him. I mean, we have 20 roster spots, but, like, I can't start this guy. He's trash. No, uh -uh, nah, you're right about that, son. You know what I'm saying? You can't do that. You know, it's interesting you mentioned about Mahomes, right? His counting stats are kind of at the lowest they've ever been. But yeah. his deep dive analytical stats – He's playing the best of his career. So, basically, he's starting to miss the weapons now. You see what I'm saying? Like, now you're starting to see where, okay, this guy doesn't have the best of weapons. Now, he's Patrick Mahomes, so he's still going to make do of it. You know what I'm saying? But as far as his accuracy and stuff, it's kind of at, like, an all-time high, those numbers. But the numbers, as far as, you know, what he's doing, yardage-wise and stuff like that, are not to where, you know, normally they are. For Patrick Mahomes, so um, yeah, he didn't miss Tyreek Hill last year. Seems like he's missing them more this year. Yeah, I thought it. Was, I mean, again, what he did last year was amazing. You know, a lot of quarterbacks would fail in that position, and he has Kelsey, which is great, but it's just painful at times to watch the offense. Uh, he has 15 touchdowns and eight interceptions in eight games. Uh, it's. Uh, it's not great. Uh, he is running a little bit. He has 234 rushing yards. I mean, his rushing prop is one to look at. I didn't see what it is. He only had 20 last week, but many weeks he's getting, you know, 30 or more. Um, this could be a game where he goes over it. Uh, the pass attempts have been there. It's just he has two games of three touchdowns or more. Um, and we've seen one touchdown or fewer in three of the last five. So, and you just watch the offense, and you're like, yeah, this is just not a dominant offense. Uh, they've actually – so they've only had two games this year where they put up 30 or more yeah. against the Bears and, if, and against the Chargers where he threw for 424 and four touchdowns, by far his best game. So, I, you know, this is a game, though, I think we'll see points. But I really do think the receivers are an issue because if you watch Mahomes, I mean, you know he extends plays. And he's extending plays, and he's looking, looking, looking. And if Kelsey's not open, no one else is half the time. Yeah, nah, he's struggling, you know what I'm saying? Well, not struggling, but the offense, the, the defense is leading that team this year. Um, So I'll say that about that. Uh, Commanders and Patriots, you know, the Patriots laying three and a half in this one. Home three and a halfs have done good. I would take the Commanders getting the three and a half right here, though. I would take the number with Washington. Uh, it's, this is not going to be a special game. It's, it's probably going to be a kick game anyway. And both these teams are capable of doing something stupid to lose the game down the stretch. Patriots have not been great at home this year. Commanders have played better on the road, Ronis. Um, but nothing real fantasy-wise here, but I will tell you this. In the underdog fantasy resurrection, I got a team. I can't check. I don't know why they don't have the overall leaderboard posted yet. I got a team that's doing pretty well in that. And, son, 
the difference on the team has been Kendrick Bourne. Yeah, now he's out for the year. So I, one since of the, when mm, I didn't see this torn ACL. Son of a gun! I didn't see that. Oh my god, I missed that. Oh yep, well, he's there, done. Well, there goes that. <laughs> it's cool while I had him. You know what I'm saying, Ronas? Yeah, and one of the few playmakers. So I would think Demario Douglas benefits. I did pick him up in a couple leagues last week. He might still be sitting on waivers. Uh, Devontae Parker's dealing with a concussion. Yeah, I mean, look, this offense is a disaster. I know Washington's defense has not been good, especially in the secondary. So I guess you can say Demario Douglas is a sleeper this week because of the matchup. And I guess Hunter Henry, right? I mean, their tight end Man. could be pretty brutal this week. He's he's back on waiver wires. He's probably, I mean, I don't think he's top 12 this week, but, you know, if you're really searching, I know I have Darren Waller with no backup, so Henry is one of the options I'm looking at. I know Waller didn't practice on Wednesday. I hope he plays, but it's Darren Waller, and it's a hamstring, so there you go. I wouldn't count on it. Although it's a revenge game, his former team, the Raiders. Yeah, there you go. That could be a little motivation. I doubt it. I don't think the Raiders are going to be motivated much either. Um, Ravens and Seahawks in Baltimore. Seahawks get that win last week. Was able to knock down a parlay thanks to the Seahawks last week. I love the five and a half with the Seahawks this week. Don't think they can beat Baltimore. But I would take the Seahawks. Your boy JSN starting to pick it up a little bit. Zay Flowers has been great so far this season. Um, but this is the regular guys, Mark Andrews, the, the, the Seahawks receivers. Um, you know what I'm saying? So what do you think about this one? Yeah, this is an interesting game. Ravens have played well. The Seahawks have moved the ball well. They struggle in the red zone this year. They remind me of Dallas. They just cannot finish drives. Uh, Kenneth Walker, keep an eye on him because he was on the injury report last week with a calf injury. They took him off on Friday, yet Zach Charbonnet played more snaps. And I didn't understand the Seattle game plan, why they didn't run the ball more because they were having success on the ground. Um, yeah, I, I would probably take the points too, thinking it could be a close game. Um, you know, the Ravens, that was like that was one of the worst backdoor covers against the Cardinals. That man. was wow! I had the Cardinals. That was crazy, man. Yeah. And I and I was like, on Monday, I'm like, are the Raiders going to do this too? And they didn't. Detroit was able to hold on and cover because Jimmy G was so bad. But yeah, I I lean towards Seattle right now. Yeah, I would lead covering. Yeah, covering exactly. Um, yeah, in Baltimore, you know, great versus the NFC. Lamar, Lamar also excellent at home, but not great at home on the point spread. Baltimore a little bit overvalued at home. This probably should have been about four, four and a half, in my opinion. Five and a half gives you a little bit of runway with the Seahawks, so I would take that uh, right there. And that's a good update on that running back situation. The Vikings and the Falcons, we mentioned both teams playing this week with uh, backup quarterbacks. The Falcons are five-point favorite. I am Falcons are five points better than the Bad News Bears. But the Vikings will come in here this week with maybe Josh Dobbs. You know what I'm saying? Vikings playing well. Falcons have been good at home this year. I like the Falcons to win on this. I don't think, but I don't think there's nothing else here, you know, outside of, you know what I mean? It, it's This is hopefully these quarterbacks can uh, get the ball to the playmakers. Yeah, the thing is Dobbs might not play. I mean, at least they mentioned Jaron Hall yesterday, probably going to start. Maybe that changes. I, I know Dobbs has been in this situation before, but might be asking him a lot to learn new plays and playbook in one week. So, that's probably why you're seeing the line like that. So as of this recording, it looks like Jaron Hall is going to get the start. But that could change. Yep, that could change. So interesting to see how that one plays out. Cardinals and Browns in Cleveland. Ah, who's going to play for the Cardinals? 
Clayton Toon is probably going to be the starter. I'm hoping it was Kyler Murray, but it's – I don't know, man. Um, so it sounds like Clayton Toon is going to get the start. Not the ideal start. Your first start in Cleveland against that defense. Yeah. Uh, Miles no, Gary has just not, been yeah. a force. So I – and Deshaun Watson limited in practice on Wednesday. We'll see if he goes. Who knows? But it's difficult seeing Arizona putting up points here. So, Cleveland's at home. They need this game desperately. They have to win this game. Yeah, I think so. I think this one gets pretty easy. As a matter of fact, I would actually, and I don't like laying big numbers, especially with teams like Cleveland, but I think Cleveland can take care of lesser competition in their building. I think it's a double-digit win for the, for the Brownies. It could be. I mean, and it could be on the defensive side. I could see a pick yeah, six, yeah. fumble recovery for a touchdown. So, and then they can lean on the run, which they kind of have. So, uh, I mean, I don't even know if you feel better if Deshaun Watson starts anyway. It's like, no, I don't. I, no, I think really you give P.J. Walker the ball. I think Walker's playing better than Watson. You know what I'm I saying? I mean, Walker hasn't been good either. And, yeah, Watson hasn't either. $63 million next year, $63 million the year after, $63 million the year after. Crazy, and that's guaranteed. Man. Nothing you can that do with that. That is absurd. Never, never happened again. I tell you that much. Amari uh, Cooper kind of slowing down a little bit, though. He had a good game last week. I mean, we know this. Cooper is inconsistent. He either has like a, a great week or he's quiet. And I think this year it's more with the quarterback play. Um, he also tends to perform better at home, and they yeah. are at home. Um, the Packers are actually three point favorites versus the Rams. Yeah, Certain because the Packers can't score. I know that, but it's because I think they're projecting Brett Rippon to be the quarterback, and it's going to be cold temperatures in the low 30s. So even if Stafford plays with that thumb, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, the Rams have a bye in week 10 too, so it kind of makes sense. I mean, Stafford's really tough, though. He's a guy that will, like, nah, I'm good to go. I can play. Um, that's why that kind of looks like a trap line where they want you to take the Rams. So maybe we should go to Green Bay. But I'm – I can't. Yeah, I yeah can't the Rams have a bye in week Bay. 10. The Rams so you think Stafford could sit this week? Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, he came out of the game, and, and that thumb was pretty bad. He, he, he always bangs up that thumb on a helmet every time. Yeah. It's amazing. So I think that's, that's why the line is like that. They're basically saying, yeah, it's going to be Brett Rippon at quarterback for the Rams. Yeah, well, if that's the case, then there's nothing you can do with that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Brett Rippon, not the guy that you really want to depend on. You know, neither one of these quarterbacks. Jordan Love is his, his – has looked terrible these past couple of weeks. Yeah, I think the whole offense is a disaster, the scheme of it. And, you know, maybe they should have added a veteran receiver. You got a quarterback in his first year, and he's got Christian Watson in his second year, uh, Romeo Dobbs in his second year, and Jaden Reed, a rookie, and his tight end, Luke Musgrave, uh, a rookie. So, like, you got a lot of inexperience around an inexperienced quarterback, and Aaron Jones hasn't been healthy. He's supposed to be yeah, the guy yeah. uh -huh. and uh you run faster than aj dylan and, and you too and you do too well i mean i run faster than a lot of people but you know you no 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 <laughs> we run faster than aj dylan <laughs> you definitely can't beat me in a race you saw me at the fantasy i'm not racing you Ronas. why would i yeah race you can't beat me i'm not racing you but you don't know, know if you can you... beat me or not i know for sure you saw me run you bro can this because i saw you so i saw you run you were not Michael Johnson. You know what I'm saying? I'm, you, well, not. I'm not supposed to be. I'm over 40. <laughs> I run faster than a lot of those younger guys out there at the expo. Dude, you can't, but you you didn't race nobody, so you can say that. That's not that can't you can't prove that. 
I pretty much we know. I mean, if if we were taking bets, I would get ninety eight percent of the money. But that would that doesn't mean that you would win. It does mean I'm gonna win. You okay? What if you, you pull think a you hammy? Beat me in a race? I'm, I'm, I don't think that I can't not beat you in a race. What are the what are the chances you beat me in a race? I don't think that I can't not beat you in a race. I think it's fifty fifty. It's not even close to 50 I think it's You're 50, so delusional. I think it's like our record against each other, 500. No, it's get out of here, bro. <laughs> I think it's the same thing. Me you, and you, you was 50-50, Ronnie. We no, all, it's not. You, we all right down the middle. No, we're not. We're not. You have no chance. No chance. No, actually, no. You, you have like a 1% to 2% chance. <laughs> it's 50-50 as far as I'm That's concerned. That's not 50-50. You've got to get better at math. Right, whatever. Um, the Bears and the Saints. Saints 4-4. Four and four. Sitting, uh, tied for first in that crazy division, I believe. The Bears go on the road to New Orleans. Who going quarterback for the Bears this week? Your man Tyler Bajan, Bajan and yeah, then again, and you got was, more Bajan and then more Derek Carr too. Look, the thing with Carr, though, Carr, they listen has, to eyes, son. No, I think Carr's a good streamer this week. He's had several 300-yard games. Man, he has a lot of weapons. You know, I know Chris Olave's been disappointing, and he had that bad drop where it hit him in the helmet. But I think he'll be fine. He's just getting so many targets and volume. Yeah, it's he, just that it's not going to be what we expected because Michael Thomas is there. Taysom Hill's involved. Alvin Kamara gets 75 receptions yeah, a game. Derek Carr's messing it up, man. He is. I mean, but I think this is a week that he'll perform well. It's the Bears. So, so I, yeah, I, I don't see how the Saints – this is a game the Saints have to win. And I think the Saints are going to be a popular pick in Survivor. They will This be. is a rough week for Survivor, man. I think you're looking at Cleveland – and the Saints. I don't know where else you go this week because, I mean, I'm not messing with Pittsburgh or Tennessee on a Thursday. Um, you're not taking Dolphins or Chiefs, Cowboys, Eagles, Bills, Bengals. Do you have the Do you have the balls to take New England at home against Washington? No. I, I can't. No. Uh-uh. I mean, the culture on the road in Carolina. It's I don't really know if you want to mess with that game. Yeah. Tampa in Houston, Minnesota in Atlanta. I mean. Do you take Atlanta? I don't know, man. Chargers, Jets on a Monday night. Uh, so I think it's Cleveland, the Saints, the Giants, Raiders. I don't think you want to mess with that. You mentioned Green Bay at home against the Rams. Do you really want to risk Green Bay, even if Rippin starts? And Baltimore, Seattle. Like, this this is a tough week because, remember, we're also here in week nine. So you already have eight teams that you already used. And a lot of the elite teams either have a tough opponent or are on by. So this is a – I think – for me, it's the Saints or Cleveland. All right. Um, Buccaneers and Texans. Houston, a two-and-a-half-point favorite at home in this one. Buccaneers coming in. I think I think the Buc- – I think I take – if I play this game, I'm playing the Buccaneers um, in this spot. You already, you already know what to- – hey, that running back, Rashad White, he's oh – God, Ron, he's, he's like he plays every week, but he don't really do nothing ever. Well, they finally last week, what was it, 6 for 70 or 7 for 70 in the passing game? Look, they can't run the ball on the ground. I know people are crushing white, but it doesn't matter what running back they put in there. They're just not good at run blocking. They started to get white involved more in the passing game last week, and that's what they need to do. They need to get him in space. So that's the one thing about white. The volume is there. It's not been good on the ground. And a lot of weeks, you could take the under rushing yards on his prop. I don't know if I would do it this week. But they finally, at least last week, got him more involved in a pass game. If we can get four or five receptions per game out that of him. That helps balance it. In a PPR, it's it's massive. So, like, I have him in a couple leagues, and I'm forced to start him again because, you know, in these leagues with 20 roster spots, there's nothing on waivers or running back. So you're kind of stuck with whoever you drafted in a lot of cases. So I've 
just been playing him every week, and I was happy with the result last week. I believe he doesn't have a rushing touchdown this year, or it's if he does, he has one. I know the Vikings finally got their first rushing touchdown last week, and yeah, it was Cam Akers. Cam Akers, of course, on my bench. Yeah, oh, no, Rashad White has one rushing touchdown week two against the Bears. Um, right, look at these rushing numbers the last three weeks, 39, 34, 26. Here's the thing. They're not even trying. Nine carries last week, seven against the Lions. That's smart, man. You're not going to run on those teams. So just get him involved in the passing game. Who do you like this week, the Texans or the Buccaneers? Uh, I, I would say the Buccaneers. I don't like back-to-back road games. Yeah. But I mean, I the Texans, you said, are favorite, right? The, yeah, the Texans are, are, are the favorite, and a two-and-a-half-point favorite in this game. I'd probably, I think I'd take Tampa. Uh, that's a nasty. But game. I don't, I don't feel strong about that game. That's yeah, like exactly. one of those games that yeah, you can, it can I, stay on the board. Yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, the Colts and Panthers. Carolina finally got their first run of the season last week. Um, you know, continuing to get it done. Bryce Young, nice uh, game to get a victory in, and then the Colts and their all their issues and stuff like that. Zach Moss and John Taylor. What do you think about them going to Carolina this week? I think you should have a, a good running game from them this week. They should. Look, Taylor was the guy early on in that game. Moss came in questionable. He had one practice on Thursday, so I didn't feel great about him. And he had another good game, and Taylor was barely involved in the second half. I know it looked like he injured his ankle, but I think he's fine. I thought the gap would be a little bit more in Taylor's favor this past week, and we didn't see it. So I think, especially with bye weeks, you can probably continue to use Moss for now. I just don't know how long it's going to last. But both running backs have been pretty good. And Minshew is, you know, I think he's not a bad play this week either uh, if you're looking for a streaming quarterback. Uh, he's getting the ball to Josh Downs, who went over yeah. his receiving and rushing yard prop again last week. It was pretty low. I think it was four and a half receptions, and the yards went to 40. He had over 70. Pittman. Didn't have a massive game, but scored a touchdown. So those are the two guys you want, and Minshew seems to be getting the ball to them. Uh, the Giants go out there to Las Vegas to play the Raiders. So you have a bunch of New York Giant fans in Las Vegas this weekend. They probably bought the tickets earlier this year thinking the team was going to be good. They probably they, – so they're still going to go, you know what I'm saying? And probably yeah. they, they figure they can beat the Raiders and they'll get drunk out there and cry their tears away. But the Raiders, despite – Changing quarterback and head coach are one-and-a-half-point favorite. Uh, is we getting Daniel Jones back this week? It's possible. It sounds like he will be back. Um, I think he's been cleared. So, yeah, uh, this is a tough one. I might have said the Giants, but, again, when these teams make the coaching change, I think that does kind of give a, the team a boost. A little so, more. yeah, uh-huh. Yeah. You know, they're going to be happy, I would think. And then they go to O'Connell. And we see sometimes these quarterbacks, even though we have seen them once this year, sometimes when you don't have a lot of film on these quarterbacks, they come out and play well, like you saw with Levis last week. Yep. And then mm-hmm. and then they kind of come back down to earth a little bit. As we, and Bajan was another example of that. Um, O'Connell, I guess he started, it was against the Chargers, October 1st, 238 passing yards, no touchdowns and a pick. So, um, and the Giants' defense has played better lately. The strength of their team is their defense. Yeah, I mean, clearly – it's not offense, which, no. again, last week was in the rain against a good Jets defense, and uh, Danny DeVito came in at quarterback. <laughs> uh, they, they didn't want to throw the ball at all. I mean, that was just that was just insane, man. <laughs> Danny DeVito couldn't bring it home for the Giants last Tommy week. DeVito. <laughs> They're getting people from Goodfellas to quarterback their team. <laughs> Poor New York Giants. Um. 
No, Cow- not really. We yeah, of course it. not. Cowboys and Eagles, obviously, Ronis, you know what this is right here. Uh, CeeDee Lamb, massive week last week. And Dak Prescott as well, a uh, big week last week. But now, now, now here we go with Dallas, Ronis, a, a game that means something. And and you know what that means. <laughs> yeah. I know. You know Philly's going to be up for this one. No question about it. I do think Jalen Hurts is not 100%. I think that needs He's definitely bothering. not 100%. He ran four AJ times. A.J. Brown is 100%, percent. though. Oh, dude. Oh, my God. How dumb do the Titans feel Son, letting this guy go? He is going crazy. Six Son, straight games of at be, least 125 yards. When you got when you have like a slate with Hill and McCaffrey on it, now you got to put uh, Brown up there with Hill and McCaffrey. Yeah, no question. And this week, Hill's in the morning, so he's not on the main slate. Yeah. McCaffrey's on by. So there you so, go. He, yeah, yeah. So, uh, oh, that's right. He's the, he might be the top position player on the main slate. Probably, right? Yeah, because yeah. uh, Tyreek, oh, but Puka, I mean, not Puka. Um, oh, yeah, because Chase is Coop, on the night slate, too. Yeah, uh-huh. Cooper, if uh, if Stafford not, goes. Um, I guess I guess Kamara, too. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We got me but, nah, like, I think you would take. You yeah, take Brown over Brown. Kamara. Yeah, because yeah. Tyreek Hill's 930. Jamar Chase is the night game. Yeah, it's going to be A.J. Brown by far. He's yep. probably going to. Him and Kamara are going to be the two chalk plays. Yeah, on underdog, in the underdog drafts. I was killing them. I was cashing every week with Hertz Brown. You know what I'm saying? Now you can't get Hertz Brown. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because Hertz goes uh, Brown. Brown goes first now. And Hertz I wonder co- what his receiving props going to be this week. I think it was 86 and a half last week. I mean, they got to put it to at least 90. Oh, uh, I could look that up right for you right now. I don't now. see it yet. I looked. I don't see it on any. Okay, so yet. it's not. Okay, so I yeah. bet. All right. Hold on one second. Uh, they do have him to score his touchdown odds, plus 120 on Caesars, minus 110 on points bet and Fanduel. All right, hold on. Let me just pull up this. No, just to check right quick. Two touchdowns, plus 700 on Caesars. Uh, yeah, damn, that's a nightmare. Um, what is going on with this thing? Hmm. I got to look. I got to email these people. Um, Jesus. Uh, Where are we at? What's next? Uh, you. Tony Pollard been a disappointment, man. He really has. I think it's a combination of factors. I know he's not breaking the long runs, and maybe he's not equipped to be the number one back, but I also think the game script has had a lot to do with it. I agree with that, won. Cowboys have five games decided by at least 20 points, another by 12, and then the three-point game against the Chargers. So, like, the game scripts have just been odd. Uh, He only had 12 carries last week for 53 yards, only one catch for two yards. That was a season low. Um, the other games, he's had, you know, six, four, three, three, seven, two catches. So last week, they didn't need to. They had the big lead. You know, the 49ers game, they were dominated. The Patriots, they dominated. So the, the Cardinals game, when they were playing from behind, he had 23 carries, 122 yards, three catches for minus one. You know, the Jet game, he had heavy volume. So he just hasn't had heavy volume, which is probably good going forward. I mean, look, if you have Pollard, what are you going to do? Like someone oh, got to play him, me, son. Yeah. yeah, someone sent me a deal where they were trading away a pot. I'm like, you can't, bro. You're selling low. Like, you got to figure Dallas is going to have way more game scripts that are close going forward. It's going to start this week. I mean, could they get blown Not up by Philly? Surely, but Dallas could also see. Ronis, what I've noticed about this Cowboy team is they just when you turn the ball over, they pounce. They score, and a they lot. exactly, I mean, and then and they score when you turn the ball over. 
And then another thing they do, it changes field position. And it gives them a field position advantage. And Jalen Hurts is turning the football over a lot this season. If he turns the football over against Dallas, they could be in trouble. Uh, I, I mean, look, I hope you're right, and I hope Dallas wins. But the by thing 20. is, the Rams. So basically, those teams like the Jets and the Rams, they can't fight back like Philadelphia. Right, can. Philly yeah. can. Even if Dallas is up seventeen nothing in this game, Philly's not going away. So that's the thing. The, the Cowboys are feasting on these bad teams, right? I mean, you look at the the forty nothing against the Giants. I don't think the Jets are a bad team, but you know they. Well, when you turn the ball over, that's, right, that's exactly. what really what it is. Dallas the takes, Jets are not equipped to come down yeah. from 14. Yeah, so exactly. They, they took care of that game. They dominated New England at home. New England's got a terrible They offense. turned the ball over. They played a tight game against the Chargers. Yeah. And then they dominated the Rams at home coming off a bye. They so, didn't get control I mean, of the Charger game until the Chargers turned the ball over. Right. So this week, you would think Pollard is in the mix, even though yeah, Philly's I very agree. good against the run. You have to. But, but they got to play him. They, well, they got to get him involved in the passing game. This yeah. is a week Pollard's got to catch four or five passes. Then they have the Giants at home. It's a divisional game. I mean, could they blow them out? Yes. At Carolina. Um, Dallas can to, go on. Dallas can get ready to go on the roll. They could. I mean, even if they lose this week. If they lose this week, though, they're not winning the division. So that's the one thing. If they lose, they're not winning the Even though Philly has a ridiculous schedule. So I shouldn't say that, but... You know, they kind of need this win here. Then yeah. after, yeah, they have the Giants, Panthers, Commanders. They should win all three. They'll probably lose one of them. They probably Maybe. Won't. And then Seattle at home um, That'd be on a, a tough Thursday game. night. Seattle plays good Home to road. Philly again. At Buffalo. At Miami. Home to Detroit. At Washington to close the year. So they have a stretch there. Seahawks, Eagles, Bills, Dolphins, Lions. That is tough. Yeah. To close it. But we'll see how that plays out. Uh, Sunday night football night in America, Bills and Bengals. Can't uh, wait for this one. This is going to be – well, this is a lot going on here. You got the DeMar Hamlin rematch, you know what I'm saying? If he plays. Well, he, he probably won't play, but I'm saying as far as what took place last yeah, year. That game was Cincinnati last year as well. That will be a storyline. Bengals a two-point favorite. It looks like the Bengals are starting to get it rolling and look like the Bills are going in the wrong direction, but I would not be surprised if the Bills went in there and beat this team this week. I really they wouldn't. could. I probably lean Cincinnati. I might lean more to the overall, though. I see these primetime unders have like seventy oh, percent this year. Yeah. I, how does this game go under, though, bro? I know. <laughs> I feel I shouldn't you. Say that. Yeah. <laughs> I shouldn't say that, but yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh man. I, I I think the Bengals are a better team. I just do. Uh, I agree with you, but I just it, that doesn't mean they're gonna win the game. Oh, of course, of yeah. course not. Um, and you're right. I think that's the thing, too. I think that the public is going to be like, oh, the Bengals looked good last week. They beat San Francisco. They're good. Um, but, yeah, th- this game's – you know what? I was trying to think. I kind of feel like from a record perspective in the division, it's more important for the Bengals. But it's important for the Bills, man, because we've seen them struggle. Yeah, and I think people exactly. are down on them. People are down they on lose this game. Dude, they lose this game. They're five and four, and if Miami somehow beats Kansas Son, City, they can have the same record as the Jets this week, or the Jets can yeah. have a better record than them this week. That is true, and they already beat the Bills head to head. Yeah. So yeah, this is this is dude, this is a real interesting week because you're gonna have you have these big games, and we're gonna find out about some of these teams. Uh, but the Bengals kind of need this game here in a way. Uh, they, they with their poor start, they put them in a position uh, where. The, yeah, this past Saturday. They don't have a lot of margin for error. Yeah, this past Saturday was Separation Saturday in college football. 
this could be separation Sunday in the NFL. Like, some teams can separate themselves this week. You know what I mean? Like, Kansas City can go ahead and say, okay, we're the top team in, in the league this week. You could see where a Falcons could say, okay, we grabbed the mantle as the best team in that bum-ass division. The Saints could say that, too, this week. Philadelphia can run away from Dallas this week. You know what I'm saying? The Bengals can put themselves back in the mix in the, a in, in the AFC um, and North. P Pittsburgh, you know what I'm saying? Tennessee can say we're still in this thing. So it's going to be an interesting week this week. Yeah, no, it's a really good week. We have some big games. So, um, yeah, I mean, yeah, like you said, Jets can move ahead of the Bills if they win and the Bills lose. And the Bengals are sitting at four and three, um, a game and a half behind Baltimore. But they already lost to Baltimore, and they're 0-2 in the division. So, yeah. um, look, I want the Bengals in the playoffs. Like, you want, you want Joe, Joe Burrow, Burrow in the playoffs. Yeah, uh -huh. yeah, so – I hope they get in. Yeah, you don't uh, they're want better Jimmy, than Pittsburgh. You don't want Jimmy Garoppolo in there. You don't want Kenny. You want Kenny Pickett in the playoffs? <laughs> no, no, I just don't. So, but yeah, it's a big game here uh, for the Bengals for sure, and, and the Bills too. Because if the Bills lose, people are gonna be like, "This team is not the same. What's going on? They can't beat good teams." So yeah, it's a it's a big game, um, and and for Miami too. Look, this is a big test for Miami. Miami's dominated inferior opponents. They're four and zero at home. Like, this would be a big confidence booster, too. Because yep. if Miami loses this game, people are going to say they're a fraud. Yep. You know, you lose to Buffalo, Philly, and Kansas City. You, you can't beat a good team. Yep, there you go. So, I don't want to hear about your 70-point wins no more. Yep. So that's where to be at. So, all right, bonus. Let's get ready to wrap this joint up. Get out of here. Fantasy Foes Cloud 10 Podcast Network. For the homie, Adderonis, Corey Foster, the Fantasy Exactly. Yeah,